0: Story with me, love who you want me Who you are, learn these lessons and we'll go far It's story time Story time Story time with Mama G Hello my lovely people It is Mama G here With another episode of story time With Mama G And do I have a delightful story for you today, do I? Do I? I've got no idea, my darlings. No, of course I do. I have a very delightful story for you, but before I tell the story, let me ask. How are you? Are you all right? Are you well? Have you had a nice week? How are we feeling about going back to school? Have we got the little butterflies in our tummies? They're going round and round, fluttering, going, Well, nerves are good. Take it from a performer because when you're nervous, that means you're, you care. And when you care about things, that's when you excel. So if you're feeling nervous, you're going to have a wonderful time back at school. And don't forget, when you're back at school, it's still very important to be looking after um, the COVID situation. So if your teachers ask you to sit apart or to wear masks or to constantly... Put hand sanitizer on until your hands are just dry bags of bones. Do it, because you'll be keeping everybody safe. And that's very important. And the more that we all try and follow all the rules and the instructions that we're being told, the more likely it is that this um, virus will go away quicker. I know it's probably going to be very difficult at school, but do persevere, darlings, because it will, be worth it and I hope you all have a lovely time. Uh, Now, I suppose it is time for the story and today's story is my take on the classic Pinocchio which was by Carlo Goldini or Goldoni. Carlo Goldoni. Oh, I'll look that up later once I've told the story. Uh, But this is my take on it and it is called Pinocchio. I want you to meet my puppet, Albertino. He's a marionette. That means he's operated by strings. And he's made of wood, see? Oh, ow, oh blimey, that hurt. Very solid wood as it happens. And he's just like another very famous puppet. Can you guess which one? Pinocchio, that's right. And Albertino had grown up with the story of Pinocchio. You know, the puppet who becomes a real life boy. And Albertino wanted nothing more than to become a real-life boy too. Sitting on a shelf all day was dead boring. All he did was watch the real-life kids have fun. And then when he did get played with, all the kids laughed at him, because that's what puppets are for, to make people laugh. It was no life. Really, it wasn't. So Albertino would dream about becoming a real boy. And when he wasn't asleep, He'd talk to all the other toys about how much he wanted to be a real-life boy. In fact, he'd go on and on and on. And very soon they couldn't take it. So they all got together and decided to teach Albertino how to love being a puppet. And to do that, they were going to take a bit of inspiration from his favourite story. Pinocchio. This would involve Pagliaccio. Pagliaccio was the only other puppet in the classroom, and Pagliaccio was a clown. The other toys had always thought Pagliaccio was magic, and it's his magic that they needed now. Pagliaccio was a very grumpy clown, but when the toys explained to him that he could stop Albertino moaning, well... He cheered right up. We need you to be the Blue Fairy, they said, like in Pinocchio. Uh, Now, Pagliaccio is Italian, but I can't really do an Italian accent, so I'm going to do uh, the only European accent I can vaguely do, which is French. So uh, just pretend it's it's in Italy, though. Uh, Why do I have to put on a dress to help? asked Pagliaccio. "'Oh, you don't,' said the toys. "'But can I?' "'Yes.' And so it was that Pagliaccio floated over to Albertino, dressed as a fairy. "'So, I hear you want to be a real boy,' he said to Albertino. "'You are not satisfied being a puppet?' You do not think it is an honour to entertain and amaze the children. No, I do, said Albertino. But I want to be like them. I want to run around. I want to fall over in the playground and cry when my teacher puts TCP on the greys. I want to be their friend. But this is impossible. You are made of wood. Unless... Yes. Unless, yes, unless I cut your strings and use my magic to give you the power of free movement. The other toys gasped. Tension music played. What would Albertino say? Wow, that sounds amazing. Thanks, Pag. Well, that was easy. So Pagliaccio performed a magic spell and with a flash of glitter Albertino's strings disappeared. He climbed down from the shelf and steadied himself on his feet. Through the window Albertino could see the class playing football. We couldn't wait to join them and he ran out of the door before Pagliaccio had a chance to say You must always tell the truth because if you don't You will have a very long nose. Remember, your greatest strength is being true to who you are. Pagliaccio turned to the other toys. Do you think he got all that? Not a single word, they said. Albertino was outdoors and rushing towards the football match. Can I join? Can I join in, please? Can I play? The kids on the field couldn't hear him. So Albertino decided that he was going to have to force his way into the game and wow them with his football skills. He dribbled the ball. He passed the ball. He tackled the players. And he scored a goal. Everyone was very impressed. Young lad, said the P.E. teacher, I don't recognise you. Which class are you in? Um, F, sir, said Albertino. No, sir, said one of the kids. He's not in F, sir. I'm in F, sir, and I don't recognise him, sir. He does look a bit like that puppet we've got on our shelf, said another kid, and everybody howled with laughter. I'm not a puppet. I'm a real boy. That's right, said the teacher. Now, if everyone could stop laughing. But Albertino had lied. And Pagliaccio had tried to warn him. There was a loud creaking sound. Stars spun around Albertino's nose. And it suddenly grew longer. Sorry about this. (laughs) It's my hay fever, I think. Another lie. And Albertino's nose grew even longer. Are you okay? Do you want to go to the nurse? Asked one of the girls. No, I'm fine. Well, he wasn't. So you can guess what happened next. The PE teacher had had enough. Back to the game. Albertino did his best. But playing football with a three-foot nose is very difficult. He kept hitting people with it. The pitch was littered with players he'd tripped up. And when he went to score a goal, he missed the ball, flew through the air and ended up with his nose stuck in the ground and the rest of him suspended in midair. The other toys had been watching from the classroom window. They'd spent the game saying oof and "ow" and "oof." By the end of the match, they were all crowded around the pitch. "'And who are this lot?' asked the P.E. teacher. "'No idea,' said Albertino, and he shot another foot up in the air. "'We are his friends,' said Pagliaccio. "'This school must be terrible if you cannot recognise the toys from your own classroom.' "'I told you he was the puppet,' said the clever clogs from earlier. "'What is going on?' muttered the teacher. I wanted to be a real person, just like Pinocchio, but it hasn't got me very far. And as Albertino finally told the truth, his nose started to shrink until his face was in the mud. But why try and be something that you're not, said one of the kids, when what you are is so amazing? What's amazing about me, said Albertino, picking football pitch out of his mouth. You're a talking puppet. That's the coolest thing I've ever seen. Actually, we can all talk, said Pagliaccio. Whoa, said the class. Do you want to play football? And so, class F played a football match against two puppets, some cuddly toys, a telephone on wheels, a number of Barbies, a whole miniature farmyard, and a transformer. Suffice to say, class F1. And the children celebrated, and the toys got grumpy. And then it was playtime, and they all played games together, like a big group of friends. But the real winner of the day was Albertino. He'd found out that being true to himself was the best way to have a real life. And now he had real life friends, just like a real life boy. And they were his friends because of who he was. And now, when he thinks of Pinocchio, do you know what he says? Pinocchio. So that was the story Pinocchio. I really like that story. The reason I wrote that story is because I've actually got a Pinocchio marionette and I was going to see if I could uh, operate the puppet and tell the story at the same time for a summer reading challenge silly squad story time for one of the libraries, but I just couldn't remember the story. And the thing is with... Puppets, especially marionettes, is you do need both hands. Uh, I've also got a clown puppet, which is where Pagliaccio came from, and uh, and would then need four hands. And uh, as you probably know, uh, humans don't have four hands, so I couldn't see how that was going to work. Uh, and the name Pagliaccio, now, this is an education here for you. Pagliacci is the plural For clowns in Italian. So Pagliacci means clowns. And Pagliaccio means one clown. And there is an opera called Pagliacci. Which is about a sad clown called Pagliaccio. And I can't remember who it's by. But it's always, uh, well quite often paired with another opera. uh, Called um, Cavalieri Rusticana I believe. And sometimes, you know, real posh opera, opera buffs say they're going to go and see a cavern tag, which is the short names for Cavalieri Rusticana and Pagliacci. Oh, yes. Oh, yeah, A little bit of a little bit of education there for you. But now uh, let me focus. It is time for the book of the week. Now, this week's Book of the Week is another case of me not owning the book. I've not even held the book or seen the book. In fact, I only discovered this book existed about an hour ago. And until that point, I was going to have an entirely different Book of the Week, which I had held, but I didn't own I actually saw it in a WH Smiths and I flicked through it and I thought that's a marvellous book. And just for reference, it's called uh, "You Are You're All Welcome, I think. And it's about how wonderful and diverse and amazing our classrooms are and why that's so important. And it's a beautiful book. But it was usurped in its position as Book of the Week because today I was looking at Instagram and I saw the Instagram page of Children's Bookshop London. Um, do a post about this book. And I shall keep you in suspense no longer. Let me tell you what this book is about. It's called She's My Dad. It's written by Sarah Savage and it's illustrated by Jules Garcia. And the full title is She's My Dad, a story for children who have a transgender parent or relative. And I can tell already that this book is important, it's uh, sensitive, it's necessary, and it's fun. Uh, The illustration on the front cover by Jules Garcia is uh, bright, it's exuberant, and it's oozing love and joy, and it's wonderful, and I I will be honest, I did judge the book by the cover. That's what stopped me looking at my Instagram. And uh, actually read the post. Now, what I'm doing is I'm on the Waterstones website, my darlings. So I'm just going to read you their synopsis rather than me try and explain a book that I've not read or even seen in person. Here we go. My dad's name is Haley. She used to be a he, but now she is a she. Last year, she did this thing called transition. She grew her hair long painted her nails in bright colours, and started wearing different clothes. When Minnie's cousin accidentally misgenders her dad, Haley, Minnie explains why misgendering is hurtful and why we need to treat trans people with respect. Minnie speaks with confidence about transitioning and gender identity and helps to educate and empower others with trans relatives or friends. The brightly illustrated book for children aged three to seven will aid discussion with children about a loved one transitioning or about trans people in general. Featuring a child with a dad who has transitioned, this book passes on an important message about acceptance and respect and covers pronouns, dysphoria, family diversity and misgendering. And it is published by Jessica Kingsley Publishers. And lots of people... Absolutely love it. Um, lot, got lots of great reviews from uh, very important people in the world of uh, transgender uh, experience and studies. And now, doesn't that just sound like the most beautiful book? Because the fact of the matter is, I'm sure that uh, you, young listeners, will, will read it and will understand it and will love it. And when you meet a transgender person, if you haven't met one already, you will, because of this book, you will be able to understand and treat them with respect and not misgender them and and not do things that might cause offence. And sometimes, of course, we don't mean to cause offence. We we do it by accident. And usually the thing that makes us cause the offence, even by accident, is because we don't have the knowledge to treat the situation with respect. And this book will help you with that. But I think it sounds to me like this book will also help grown-ups. Because well, this is uh, let's 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 talk now, let's talk, mad darlings. Because the thing is, is grown-ups quite often are the ones who really, really struggle to understand how to treat someone whose experiences they don't understand themselves so an adult might struggle to communicate with somebody who's transgender and sometimes a white person might struggle to find the right words to express something to a black person if they're talking about race for instance um in the same way that sometimes if somebody in your family or a friend isn't well if they have some uh, a disease like cancer or something, sometimes it can be very hard to find the right words to say to them. And as grown-ups, that can be a really horrible feeling because not being able to articulate and say words is very scary, and it makes you feel not very clever. And, and sometimes it can make you feel a bit isolated because you feel as though everyone else is communicating really well with the person, but you can't do it. Um, so I think this book, She's My Dad, is probably also going to be essential reading for grown-ups as well, just to get the basics. And then grown-ups, if you'd like to, you can go and read other books. Now, there is also another book called She's My Dad, which I think is definitely for grown-ups. Um, She's My Dad, A Father's Transition and a Son's Redemption. Now, that does sound quite serious, doesn't it? And that one is about... um. A vicar, I believe, or a pastor uh, in a church. I always struggle to say pastor without it sounding like I'm saying pastor. Anyway, um, so he's a pastor in a church and his father, who is also a prominent evangelical pastor, um, realises that he is actually a woman and starts to live life as Paula. And you can imagine that as they are both working in the church, this does throw some uh, some awkward uh, questions up. But that's definitely for grown-ups, that one. So if you're uh, a young listener and you would like to buy the book She's My Dad, then make sure you look for the one by Sarah Savage with illustrations by Jules Garcia and published by Jessica Kingsley Publishing or Press. Let me just double-check that. It won't make any difference because you'll be able to find the book anyway. But I like to get things right. Jessica Kingsley Publishers. Lovely. Oh, what a wonderful book of the week. Well, here we are at the end of another episode of Storytime with Mamma G. Thank you so much for joining me. It's been absolutely delightful to have you listening. And don't forget, you can find me on Facebook, Instagram and YouTube. Just search for at Mamma G Stories. And very excitingly, if you are listening from Suffolk or Norfolk, or East Anglia. Is that East Anglia? Never quite sure where East Anglia is. Around that area. You know, sort of where Norwich and Ipswich and all that is. Um, on September the 4th, so uh, this time next week, uh, I will be appearing at the Seagull Theatre in Pakefield indoors. In an actual theatre. I am incredibly excited. And if you are local... Or even if you're not if you'd like to drive and join me it would be absolutely wonderful and delightful to have you there and you can get tickets from the seagull.co.uk they're only five pounds and the seagull have been working very hard to make sure that the whole experience is um safe hygienic and very well socially distanced the audience capacity is only 36 So it's going to be a little bit of an exclusive engagement, I feel. Um, And something else. Well, and I'm going to be there. It's going to be fantastic. And also, I'm still at the Warren. I've got a performance today on the something of August. I don't know what day it is. What day is it? Well, I can't even... What day is it? Someone tell me. How do I find out? Well, I'm looking at my phone. I've got no idea how to find out what day it is. Well, I need a calendar or something, don't I? Where do I find a calendar? Oh, there it is. Oh, it's the 27th. So tomorrow is the 28th. Well, that was worth it. You're probably not even listening on the 28th, which is the ridiculous thing. Um, I'll be at the Warren today at 4.30. And then I'm back at the Warren on Brighton Beach uh, from the 11th to the 13th of September at 10 a.m. And you can get tickets from warrenfestival.co.uk. It'd be rather marvellous if you could do that, because I do like having people come and watch me. And I'm really hoping that we'll be able to organise some more live events um, very soon. And keep listening to the podcast, leave reviews of the podcast. Um, Don't forget, you can always get in touch uh, via Facebook and Instagram. Uh, Buy my books at the website, petitepantos.com and have a lovely time back at school. And I'll see you all next week. Bye. Story time with Mama G. Come and hear a story with me. Love who you want to be, who you are. Learn these lessons and we'll go far. It's story time. Story time. Story time with Mama G.